afternoon. It is like almost 4 o'clock on New Year's Eve 2018. It is going to be 2019 here in just a few hours. And uh, this is Mark Fierbacher with... Aaron Kane. And this is Hunter Fierbacher. Yes, today's a very special day because not only is it New Year's Eve, but it's also the debut of my son being on the podcast, Hunter. And the reason that we didn't have Hunter on previous podcasts I was afraid that he sounds so much like me that people won't know the difference of who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is uh, episode 11 of the Grease and Glamour podcast, and today we are absent of uh, Jay Lawrence, who uh, should be back here soon in the in the coming, coming episodes, uh, but we thought we would do a little fun podcast today because it is... The end of 2018, and we're going to be ushering in 2019. So we thought we'd do a little bit of a year in review, and then maybe we talk a little bit about uh, car gimmicks. Like uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, mail that made me think of doing a podcast about the different gimmicks that car dealers throw at the public to try and get them in the doors. Because you know, us car dealers are trying everything we can to get you to come to us versus the competitor, and. Um, some of the some of the gimmicks are kind of goofy, and um, so I thought we'd talk about that a little bit. But before we get into that, I want to ask you guys, how was your holidays? I know how Hunter's was, but uh, <laughs> how was yours, Aaron? It was it was good. It was just very rushed, and you know, going from house to house, uh, you know, it went by quickly, and it didn't feel like Christmas. So. Uh, so that's definitely one thing. Now, it was why, just why did it not feel like? Christmas? I don't know. It just didn't feel like Christmas this year. It was just you know, you'd go to one house. All right, we got to open presents. Half an hour. Okay, we got to go, and then you're on to the next one. It just you know wasn't very relaxing. I mean, it was it was nice, but you know, it just didn't feel didn't feel the same. What about you, Hunter? Um, I mean, it was rushed, but we had. I mean, you know, we had our family from Connecticut. Yep. That's always a great time because, you know, you don't see them all the time, and it's nice to reconnect and it was see bitter, everybody. It was a bittersweet uh, Christmas for us because it was nice to have family come, but, you know, and not to get us on a, too much of a down a downer here, but um, it's just about a year since uh, my father passed mm-hmm. and Hunter's grandfather and uh, Gunther Fierbacher, who many of you probably listening to this podcast know of or knew very well personally. Um yeah, he he founded Universal Imports uh, back in the early '80s, and uh, it was his life's mission to make this a family business, to uh, have uh, to set up a legacy for for me, and then for my kids, and for my sister's kids um, to run and and be in the family for generations to come. And I think he definitely did. Uh, he definitely accomplished what he sought out to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, so uh, this is a time of year I'm certainly reflecting back on my father. And, and I, I do want to tell everybody out there that uh, Grease and Glamour podcast is uh, uh, an offshoot of Universal Imports of Rochester. Universal Imports of Rochester is uh, a company that's been here in Rochester for 35 years, and it is sales and service of fine import automobiles. Um you know, we have a service department, sales, uh, a collision center. We do restoration work. We do everything soup to nuts on your car, whether it's an import or a domestic. We just have an infinity and a and a love for the import cars. Um, Aaron, who has been on the podcast since uh, its first episode, yeah. um, has been here for almost four years, and she is rocking it as a great salesperson, great part of the team here, and hunter now uh he graduated high school and he is in college but he's also rocking it here on the front desk um learning all the all the ways of the business just like i did Mm -hmm. back you know 30 years ago and i just looked it up today is my year and a half anniversary of starting working congratulations Congratulations. yeah he's still alive and so am i (laughs) well that was funny because what you know it was when I was coming up too. I mean, my my father and I we had little. I don't want to say fights necessarily, but there'd be times where he wasn't very happy with me. There were times where I didn't understand why he was being so hard on me. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it we would we'd have those issues during the day at work and the hectic of the day. 
uh, and I wouldn't quite understand, you know, why my father was upset at me for this or, uh, but he'd always call me at night and go, how are you doing, son? You know, and make sure that we were okay. <laughs> so again. You're okay at the end and of the day. And I'll tell you what, it, it was a great relationship that we had. Um, we worked hard, but we, we did everything together. We did all our vacations together, all of that. And we still do all that with my mom and my mom is just as big a part of the business. She still is. Um, as well as my sister and my wife and my nephew and now my son. So um, anyway, Grease and Glamour podcast. Uh, you have to visit us at universalimports.com, and you can check us out under the Grease and Glamour tab, I guess. Is that where it is, Aaron? Yeah, if you go to the About Us section, um, you can scroll down and go to the Grease and Glamour, and that will direct you to the uh, the podcast website, too. Um, you can also go to greaseandglamourpodcast.com to access it, too. Yeah, so visit universalimports.com for any of your car stuff, as well as if you want more information on the Grease and Glamour podcast. And also make sure to check us out on, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, so we're found just about everywhere. And I'm pleased to say that we now have over a thousand listeners. That's nice. awesome. So that's I think great. that's a round yeah. of applause. Yay. Yay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. (laughs) And continue listening. And if you have any feedback, positive or otherwise, we want to hear about it because we want to do everything we can to make this just a really great podcast for people to listen to. Fun and informative. um, All things somehow even loosely related to cars, I guess. And if you have any suggestions about podcasts that we we should do or any questions that you guys have, you can uh, you can give us an email at greaseandglamourpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll be checking those. So any questions you guys have whatsoever, just, just shoot us an email. Yep, that's cool. So, Hunter, what do you got for um, a year in review? Do you uh, Can you give us a little bit of the 18-year-old vision <laughs> of pop culture <laughs> Um, year in review 2018 so I actually I'm gonna start it off with something that happened in January and it's something that not a lot of people know about especially if you're from Rochester or anywhere near Rochester because Amazon opened their first cashierless store in Seattle so that means the whole store is run by robots the whole entire store. So is it a physical retail store it's that you physical can walk into? Re- it's just like if you were to go to Wegmans or Tops or Walmart. You walk in. There's two security guards at the front door. You walk in, and they have, like, tablets all throughout the store, and it hmm. shows you where everything is. It maps the whole store out, and it's all self-checkout. And then what you do is you just show the guy your receipt. They look at your bag, and then you're on your way. I think that's the way things are going, and I I don't like that. I like talking to people, and I like, you yeah. know, having a conversation. And well, I, I can I can, it's very polarizing because depending on what generation you're from. So we went uh, we were in Chicago a few months ago. We went into a McDonald's, and there you've got the the people at the counter ready to take your order, mm-hmm. but right behind you've got this huge screen where you can put yeah. in your order. And sure enough, my wife and I walk in, and we're not even looking at that screen. It's not even an option for me to order from the screen. Yeah. I'm going to the person that I can tell them how I want my chicken McNuggets and all of that. <laughs> my son and my daughter, on the other hand, they're like, why aren't you using the screen? <laughs> so it, it's just the way you're brought up. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. the, you know, they came up with the technology. It's so, it's so second nature to them, and not that it's foreign to me but i'm still i still want the human interaction i do too right well and the thing is too is a lot of people are saying that like the self-checkout machines and all of the machinery and technology that's coming out it's taking jobs away from people mm-hmm. which is the case but it's also not the case because there's now thousands of people being employed to create those machinery and to you know program the technology and I mean, there's there's a lots of job openings coming from that as well. Yeah, except those jobs are gonna require bigger degrees and yeah. and uh, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's um, you know, I here at our local mall, they just closed down Sears, and uh, the thing I hate to think is that there's gonna be this gigantic end store that's gonna be vacant for the next mm-hmm. ten years. I hate that. I can't stand when I'm driving through some urban uh retail jungle and you see all these buildings that are empty 
from all these stores that have failed, but all these new buildings popping up yep. and no one goes in the old buildings because everybody's got their yeah. certain design and sometimes it's cheaper to build new than to try and retrofit something yeah. old. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm thinking they take a uh, take a big building like that Sears store and they're going to, you know, I said it a long time ago. I said, you know what the, the, they should do is have a store where they have one, it, let's say if it's a clothing store, you have one size of every style they offer so you can try it on mm-hmm. and then boom you put it into a kiosk and they ship it to you and you have it within uh 24 to 48 hours i mean that way you'd have more selection you could still employ people because it doesn't have to be all robotic mm-hmm. yeah you that's know true. yeah that's uh that is uh it's tough it's going to be definitely a, a huge this we're in this like curve right now where things are going to start to change drastically Mm -hmm. when it comes to this stuff yep um well i mean you can see with like kmart sears yeah those are the two businesses now that have really failed i mean tops you can argue too but they're failing because they're not transitioning to the internet and they're not transitioning to internet friendly shopping because you can see target who's thriving Amazon, they're all internet based. I mean, Target's not internet based, but they're transitioning big. Walmart, yeah. Well, you know, it, when it when so when switch it over to the car industry for a minute. <clears throat> I actually think that we have this really nice balance here. And of, listen, this is a this is a podcast that's part of Universal Imports, so everybody does have to suffer through a little <laughs> bit of uh, us bragging about Universal <laughs> Imports, but. I actually think that we have come up with this really nice blend of the technology along with still the old style kind of person-to-person approach because right now in the car industry you have um, you you either can you know go the conventional way you can go into a dealership you can talk to a salesperson and the salesperson is going to put you in the F&I office and the F&I manager is going to you know work over the financing and the extra warranties and do you want the the shiny wheels and do you Mm -hmm. want uh, some special wax that'll protect your paint and all that stuff that's what he's there to sell and then you're out with a car or you know now they even have i mean they're even trying subscription services for cars now where you pay a monthly fee and every month you can get a different car um so there there's all these different things that people are trying um there's car carousels where you can almost like a vending machine for cars yeah you just Put put your coin in and your car right. comes so, out. So they're so they're, they're trying all these new things. W- what we do here, which I actually think is kind of a nice blend of of the two, is we don't focus so much on having a big inventory of cars to choose from. In fact, we want our customers to come in and say, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for a, a black on black." BMW 3 Series, and it's got to have this option and that option. And then Aaron and I, we, with the customer right there, we can go on the computer and look at all the BMWs that are available in the country from wholesale outlets to retail outlets to dealers that we do business with. And nine times out of ten, we find a car within 24 hours. Yeah, I mean. The car is in the customer's hand within three days. Exactly. Um, And usually at, like, the best price and super great condition. And there's no risk because none of our customers are obligated to buy the car until they actually Mm -hmm. see it and say, yeah, that's what I, that's exactly what you told me I was going to get. And so they, so they do it that way. But we thought it would be kind of fun. Um. I'm going to let Hunter keep this. I always go on these rants. Hunter's <laughs> got to go back to his 2018 year in review. But um, I want to talk about some of the car gimmicks that are out there today because there's I'm, a lot I'm out there. I'm getting these things in the mail and they're laughable. And I wonder how many people fall for it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it where, you know, you get those flyers in the mail and they say, you know, scratch off here. And, of course, you scratch it off and you're a winner. Well, what you don't realize is everybody's a winner. And then, you know, that's that's the kind of ploy to get you into the to the dealership itself. And then that's where you find out that you actually haven't won anything. It's just to get you actually in the door. So my the one I think is very clever, but it is 100% a gimmick, is I get a letter in the mail that tells me, our records show that you own a 
dot 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 in this case it was a 2011 bmw x5 that i owned like years ago yeah <laughs> and it says um and our records show that you have this car and we are in desperate need of your trade-in in fact we're so much we're so low on inventory on used bmw x5s now this is coming from a dealership that isn't even a bmw dealer no. <laughs> but we're so low on our x5 inventory and we really want your car so we're ready to give you big money for your trade-in. You just have to come down so we can look at it, and there's absolutely no purchase necessary for us to take your trade-in. Okay, so I just want everybody to know this, and I'm sure most do. They really could care less about your BMW X5. Mm -hmm. In <laughs> fact, they probably even know you may not even own that car anymore. But what they want you to do is they want you to come down to the dealership and say, hey, you know, here's my BMW. You guys say you really want it. You really need it. And they give you a, you know, typically they'll give you a mediocre trade-in price. and mm -hmm. But your you'll get more if you buy a car. So here's what we'll give you for the car. Let's say it's $10,000. But if you're buying a car, we'll give you $11,000. And it's just a way to get you in the door. And, I mean, it look, it, nothing wrong with it. It's what every company not just in the car business they're trying to get you into the door if they can get you into the door they're 50 percent of the way there now it's you know then mm -hmm. it's a matter for them to impress you right. enough to get you to buy something but i've had so many customers call me and ask me oh i got this letter saying that they want my trade well they really don't want, they yeah. really don't care about your trade your just trade's you probably go. just going to auction yeah but it's a way for you to come in and ask more questions and hopefully if they do their job right you'll leave with a car um you know it's the same thing when uh you and i'm sure everybody gets that phone call of uh your factory warranty yep. is almost up on your on your car or on your refrigerator or whatever and they want you to buy it i'll tell people right now a secret in the car business and that is Aftermarket warranty companies, uh, extended warranties on your vehicles, you just have to be, I'm not going to say that they're all bad mm -hmm. because there there's ones that are better than others. Uh, all I'm going to be out there and say is that you have to be very careful. You have to do your due diligence and do your research on these companies because some are bad. They are. Uh, some yeah. are real stinkers. Some are good, but they're, but none of them are cheap. No, no, and uh, it's also a it's also a pretty good revenue source for the dealerships, and and we we personally aren't that big into um, you know we offer them to people that really want them. If there's people that aren't going to be close by our dealership to where we can't protect them ourselves, sometimes an aftermarket warranty, a good company might be something to consider. But we are very very careful in the ones that we use because. You can spend a lot of money on them, and you don't get your money back. Um, exactly, and you have to, I mean, really read the fine print too, because sometimes you, you know, you may get it, and a couple months later, you may buy a new car, and it's not transferable. So it's just, you know, a couple thousand dollars that you just kind of paid for nothing when you can't use it on something else. Um, other times, you know, it may not cover some of the stuff that may go right. wrong with your car too yeah you just really have to you really have to do your due diligence when you when you're looking at those aftermarket warranty companies i'm not here to say you shouldn't consider them uh i just think that you really need to check the company that's being offered to you and see what people are saying about it because certainly that's one of those things where you're going to probably see a lot of reviews because mm -hmm. if they're bad there's going to be a lot of people complaining about it yeah and if they're good and they've truly saved people a lot of money, I think it's going to motivate those people to send a good review. So you'll probably have enough ammunition on there to, to do the to, to find the right one for you. If uh, but you know that's all part of the 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 F and I department in a car dealership. I mean that's one of the things that they focus on is is selling you all of those different warranties. I will tell you something though. That's interesting, and a lot of people don't realize this, surprisingly, and that is the term CPO. So if, if, you're, un, if you're not aware, the term CPO is certified pre-owned. Certified pre-owned cars are cars that are used that will carry what's left of the remaining factory warranty, if there is any. And in most cases, depending on the car manufacturer, in most cases, it's an extra two-year warranty above and beyond when the factory warranty expires. 
Now, what's interesting about that is you could potentially, if you're buying the right year car, you could potentially buy a car for less than a new one with 10,000 miles on it, let's say, and wind up, if it's a certified pre-owned, having more warranty on that car than if you bought the car brand new. Yep. We sold a lot of cars this year that these people are getting almost five years of warranty, yeah. whereas the factory warranty is only four years, and on some cars, it's only three years. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, those those CPOs, I mean, it, it really comes in handy here, um, you know, because we want to make sure that people are protected beyond the factory warranty. Right. Um, so, Hunter, uh, go back to your year in review. Let's get that over with. <laughs> okay. So let me see here. I mean, a quick thing that happened in the beginning of the year, it, was, it wasn't the 2018 season, but the Eagles won the Super Bowl for the first time. They've never won. They beat the Patriots, but... Who cares? Because if it's not the Bills, then doesn't why does matter. It matter? <laughs> and I won't say anything either because I'm a Patriots fan. Right. So I mean, as long as the Patriots that was not lost, a good game that's, for that's, me. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah. But um, I mean, staying on the sports topic, the World Cup was in the summer. Well, getting back to that, didn't the aren't the Eagles now going to the playoffs again this They're year? They're going to the playoffs. Yes. So, so uh, they could. Yeah, I think it, I love. You know, it, it's just it, you might wonder out there how Aaron and I can get along us being <laughs> Bills fans and her being a Patriots fan but we just don't let her talk about it here at work. <laughs> I just stay quiet when they win. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um I don't know. It's just not any fun anymore the Patriot. I mean, yeah. I just have to think that it's got to be very hard being a Pats fan because you're so used to winning when you lose that now right. all you are yeah. now all you have to look forward to is disappointment because you're yeah, expecting right. to win. Right. This right. season, yeah, it's been it's been hard because you expect so much from them, and then you know the games that they lost, you're like really upset and <laughs> lets you down. But that's but see that really upsets Bills fans because that's how we are almost every week. <laughs> yeah. And then we go, how dare you guys cry Man. about a loss here? We won, we won yesterday, and we were already eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, and but I it was like, felt so I good. was like jumping up and down. Like, yeah, I tell you what, I think we've got a, I think we've got a good future though. I think Josh yeah. Allen Hoping. is uh, gonna be, he's, uh, he's good, yeah. He's gonna be a big part of the Bills. Yeah, they're gonna have, uh, a, they're gonna have a big off season. Lots of, yeah. they got lots of money to spend. So yeah, so we're gonna next year. Hopefully next year. Next right, year's the right year. Right, Bills Mafia. <laughs> next my whole year's life. Our year. I'm 18, and my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> next year's the year. Hunter didn't see the until Bills go to well, the this playoffs year. until this year. The, until 2018. The so that's a whole At 2018 thing for Hunter to bring up. 2018. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, this kid when he was, I don't want to embarrass him, but when he was six seven years old and we watch bills games and the bills would lose he'd be crying he oh. it would he would be very upset i, I mean we have to console season. that, and that, that was just last week that didn't <laughs> stop happening until yeah right last season <laughs> oh boy so yeah what else stan lee stan lee died stan lee died Man, that yeah, was that so was sad tragic and i mean it it sucks now, obviously, but it's going to be even harder when the next Avengers movie comes out and he's not in and it. Yeah, he and it's going to be the first one. So do you think that they're going to do some CGI to get him in like most a lot of movies have done? Right. Or do you think they're just going to just kind of uh, not do anything and just pay their respects at the end? I think it would be much more tasteful if they didn't see gi him mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie they did some sort of uh cool thing maybe I don't know what that would be maybe but. they'll do like a montage of all the yeah, like little thing cool. of all the all the movies because been in. because for those of you out there who don't know uh or follow comics or or comic movies or or marvel movies i should say um stan lee has made a cameo in every single Marvel movie mm-hmm. starting with I don't I don't think Iron Man was the very first Marvel movie. Iron Man was the first real live picture. But there but there was a Marvel there were a couple movies before that that he was that in. Stan Lee yeah. has made cameos in and the one that really speaks to me cuz it's it's not only my generation but it's also a movie that was filmed right around the corner from where I grew up in New Jersey. 
and that was Mall Rats by Kevin Smith. So Mall Rats oh. is a great movie. If you were if you grew up in New Jersey, you would totally get it cuz the girls with the big hair and the headbangers and the and the whole thing. It started with the movie Clerks. Okay. Which was really funny and then Mall Rats was basically a sequel to it uh sort of. And um and it's really just basically about some kids hanging around the mall. And Stanley was in And Stanley was in it really? because because Kevin Smith, uh, the director, yeah. act slash actor, Jay and Silent Bob, Kevin Smith is a huge comic fan. In fact, he's got his oh, own okay. big comic book store down in Red Bank, New Jersey. And huh. TV show. And TV show. Yeah, comic yeah. book men. Comic book and um, Hunter and I have been in his comic book store. In fact, the one time I went to his comic book store, I went down to Red Bank um, to see family, and I went into the store. And what's cool is the people who work at the store are also people that have acted in Kevin Smith movies. Really? So, so the the guy who runs the store was in Clerks. Oh, wow! Uh, and, and he uh, he's on Comic Book Men, and um, and he's a really nice guy. And uh, I went in there, and I'm like, oh, you know, is Kevin Smith uh, around? Just joking around. And he's like, oh man, he's like. Now this was when they were shooting uh, that Ben Affleck movie. Uh, was it Giggly, Giggly, oh, or G- yeah. Jiggly, or whatever it was called, Jiggly G- or, or whatever? Like, yeah. But um, they're like, "Oh, you just missed it, Jennifer um, Lopez." Was it Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, she was in that one. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck. I think they were together at the yeah, time. Yeah, um, and and Chris Rock and all these people were there like the day before for oh, part of the shoot yeah. of the movie, and I missed them. <laughs> By one day, oh, like if you would have walked in this store yesterday at this time, you would have been hit with about ten like A list movie stars wow. would have been in here. Wow. So yeah. So just quickly going back on Stanley, I actually have a little story that it's not my story, but it's my accounting professor's story about Stanley. So he went to the co- a couple you know years ago. He went to Comic Con with his son. And he said he knew nothing about anything. So he just let his son go crazy. And, you know, he was going around just to the different illustrators and getting little pictures Uh and signatures and stuff from the different comics. And he saw this one poor old man who just had a mile-long line giving signatures. And he didn't know who the heck this guy was. And so he was doing his thing. And then at the end of the day, when the line was totally gone and Stanley was about to leave he went up to him and he saw him using his cell phone and he was like who knows how to use those things because he's an older gentleman himself and mm-hmm. he was like they chatted about how they don't know how to use their phone my accounting professor has no idea who stanley <laughs> is and he's like so what what are he asked him why you had so many people signing he's so like you know he didn't say anything stanley and then he asked him can i get an illustration Stan Lee is not an illustrator. He's right. only a writer. Yeah. Correct. And he asked him, he said, do you know who I am? couple swear words. Stan Lee asked my accounting professor, and my <laughs> accounting professor's like, sir, no disrespect, but I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and so he signed his name, Stan Lee, and he drew him a stick figure because he is awful at illustrating. And so my accounting <laughs> teacher has a signed piece of paper by Stan Lee with a stick figure and he oh, said that cool. it was his only illustration that he's ever seen. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yep. That is cool. That is very cool. I that's got to be worth probably a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, well, on our first podcast we talked about uh cars and movies and one of the big one of the big ones that always sticks out for me even though I'm an import car guy is the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit, mm-hmm. and uh, and then also the movie Cannonball Run, and Burt Reynolds also, yeah, uh, passed away. This passed year. away this year, and that that was actually I don't want to say it was like hard for me. I didn't know the guy personally, but I really always admired all his movies. I I loved Cannonball Run. I loved Smokey and the Bandit, and I, uh, there was a handful of other Burt Reynolds movies that were really great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we lost him this year. Um, Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. We lost Aretha Franklin. Um, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, that's a big, that's one. A big, big one. name. <laughs> yeah. George big Bush. George Bush. Yeah, John George McCain. Bush. Yeah, there's been a lot of people this year. Right. Uh, I mean, well. to go to go back on the movies, 
I have a quick little 2018 movie trivia for you yeah. guys. Okay. I'm going to take my paper so you guys don't cheat. I want it's okay. You. We all know I'm not good with movies. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're this year. Yes, they're this year. Oh, they're so. this year. Okay, they're so I have, I have a chance. It's 2018. <laughs> so I want you guys and see if you can list the top three highest grossing films for this year. Black Panther. Yep. That's one of them. I would have said that too. Two other I can ones. give you guys a hint. All three of them have to do with superheroes. Oh. Okay, well then it would be the Avengers. Yep. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's something uh, Avengers with... Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. And then the third one is another superhero one. It is. I don't think you're gonna get it, so I'll give it to you. Guys. Wait, 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 wait. Are you gonna get it? Uh, Venom. No. Nope. Oh shucks. Is it, it that? Is, it isn't. It's that comic book Spider-Man that... one that yeah, just that's came out. Gonna... Nope. I was gonna say that. Nope. Give up? Yeah, we'll give yeah. up. It was The Incredibles 2. Oh, oh I animated. forgot that was out. But to yeah. add to that, that is the highest animated grossing film of all time. That really? I find extremely and hard to believe. And The Black Panther is the highest grossing film of all time. Really? Yep. Wow. Huh. I always thought like the Titanic was the biggest I thought Avatar surpassed Titanic. Well, and you then, also have to think too because it's the highest grossing. A lot more people are going to. We see want to know why it's the now. highest grossing. It's not that a lot more people are going to see movies. They're so it's expensive. That they charge twenty dollars a person <laughs> well, they to go well, to the yeah, movies. But a lot, there's more people. It's insane. Going it is. I mean, I mean, when was a Titanic? It's really, movie? it's really crazy. Like how much yeah, you spend to go to the true. movies. Yeah. The only thing, the only saving grace to that, and and actually, Aaron and I were. Um, this is another thing. We can tie this back into cars because I actually brought it up to Aaron the other day. So you used to go see a movie mm-hmm. and you had to wait like a year and a half before it would come out on VHS. Mm-hmm. I mean, it w- honestly, yeah. it would be over a year before that thing hit wow. Blockbuster, right? Yep. And then you'd go to Blockbuster, and for the next three <laughs> yeah. weeks, you'd be out. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. You got you to yeah. reserve then it. Then you'd have to <laughs> settle for some other kind of B-movie that you didn't want to see because it's out. Oh, man, I remember those days so much. I, I, can't, I can't even count the hours I've spent meandering through Searching Blockbuster, Blockbuster. <laughs> because, we, because there's a, a million movies in there, and you couldn't find anything yeah. you wanted to rent. But it took forever before a movie – transition from the theater to VHS or then mm-hmm. to DVD. Now, if you if you don't go to the movies to see it, you only you have to wait like 2 months. Yeah, and you save yeah. a lot of money. I mean, you can, you know, come, rent them on Apple fast. for well, like 5.99 even, yeah, you can or... buy the movie first. Yep. For a few weeks. Yeah. So if you really want to watch it, you mm-hmm. can spend buy 15 it. bucks and the whole family can watch it. Yeah. Or you just have to wait until you know another couple weeks, and then you can rent it for five bucks. And you can rent it, yeah. But how that ties back into cars is that Aaron and I were talking the other day, and we're going, you know, we are selling so many more cars now that are a year old or less, whereas mm-hmm. five, six years ago, we when it, when a new model came out, it was always something that was a little frustrating part of my job because the only part about buying a new car that I could see being appealing for people is getting the latest and greatest right now. And when some of these cars, which, you know, like with European cars, they stick with a model for five or six years. So every five or six years, this this new thing comes out and you're like, oh man, I got to see that. You know, for yeah. example, on Audi, uh, this in the last two years, it's the virtual cockpit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, on Tesla's, it's the gigantic, like iPad looking thing yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, and there's right. no buttons and you have to wait to get an almost new model of a car to get those things. Yeah. And it used to be that we're not even going to see those cars for sale that we're going to be able to sell to people for three years because we'd have to wait till they came off of three year lease. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's like everything, right? People like change. They, they want it. And, and there are some people that like to stick with their cars for a long time still, but most people, now we're doing we're seeing two year leases and we're seeing one year corporate leases and we're seeing cars that are six month demo cars coming off. So now when a new model comes out, within a few months, within six months, mm-hmm. Aaron and I are picking those cars up and we're saving a ton of money over what the MSRP was new. Yeah. But we just we just had a, a 
an S class, beautiful S class. It was uh, over a hundred new. It's seventy five. You know, with yeah, twenty something thousand miles on it. And it mm-hmm. looks like it just came out I, of the yeah. factory. I just had the I mean, opportunity to buy a, a a Mercedes GLE 63 AMG. That's a mouthful. <laughs> That's, That's a, a V8 uh, SUV Mercedes. Had a $116,000 sticker on it. And we could have grabbed that thing for seventy two. Wow. And uh and it's and, yeah, and then you put crazy. on top of that a certified pre owned you got almost you got more warranty than you get yeah, a new warranty. Yeah. So now it's it's less of um it's a less of a wait for us now when we see new stuff comes out come out, we can get it a lot a lot quicker, which is cool. Yeah. Um so that's how my movies segue into cars back into cars. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> What else? What else happened? Uh, but what else besides people dying? Oh, besides- you know what? Um, another thing that happened uh, in 2018 is Disney decided to pull back on their whole Star Wars franchise. Oh, big time! Because uh, that Han Solo movie didn't do so well, uh-huh. hmm. and they saw that the other in between movies kind of. We're wishy-washy. Well, you know, at least the the hype was lessening. Yeah. So I think they were putting them out too fast. I think there's got to be a a bigger build-up. They did one one per year. And, I mean, you could tell, like, the first one when it came out, everyone was crazy. I mean, this is the first Star Wars movie that came out in years. But now when they come out every year, it's... it's, everything is about perception. Everything in sales... And everything that you're going to try and grab people's attention with, it's all about perception. So you're going to go see a movie. You want to go see the next Star Wars movie. Why? Because it's been four years since you saw the last right. one. Well, <laughs> to add on to that, to I mean, it's a great example of it. That's why Incredibles 2, the animated movie, is the highest grossing animated movie yeah. ever. I didn't think the first because, one was all that good. Well, the <laughs> first one, well, the first one came out, I think it was either 2000 it was or 2001. Yeah, and, right. I mean, that was a movie that so, all the kids loved. Well, so here, yeah. so at 18 years old, this is your first look into nostalgia because Exa- exactly. when you saw the first one, you were just a a little kid and so this felt nostalgic for you well that's exactly why they did so well is because now every 18 year old the 20 year old who watched that when they were little is like oh my gosh it's incredibles too i gotta go see it i saw it the night it came out i'm 18 years old and i went and saw a cartoon the night it came out (laughs) and i loved it i absolutely love seeing it. yeah so that's that's nostalgia now you're gonna start feeling that it plays yeah Yeah. it plays a big role speaking of which and uh to get back to people that passed away in 2018 (laughs) um uh penny marshall do you guys know who penny marshall is yeah laverne and shirley did did you watch well reruns yeah (laughs) laverne and shirley was a huge tv sitcom when i was a kid huge it was happy days and laverne and shirley and they were laverne and shirley was Laverne and Shirley a spinoff? It was because they were on of episodes Happy of Happy Days. Yeah. Well, I know that the the two crossed. Yeah. I mean, there was it was a ha- the Happy Days universe, I guess, is what you'd call it now, yeah. because um, because some of the some of the characters in Happy Days would make appearances in mm-hmm. in Laverne and Shirley and vice versa. But the the thing that uh, was really cool about Laverne and Shirley that sticks out in my brain was Laverne, a Penny Marshall, mm-hmm. um, would drink milk and Pepsi. Oof. And that That's was a her rough. thing. That's that was, a rough that was her mix. thing. Ha- half Pepsi and half milk. And, what, the uh, TV show? Yeah, that yeah. was like her oh, thing. Gosh. That's what she drank was... Uh, Milk and Pepsi. Oh, that's just Sounds getting really sick. Gross. <laughs> Makes me think of, I might have one tonight. Gross. It'll be like my New Year's Eve eggnog. <laughs> oh, I'll do a milk and Pepsi. Your toast. Yeah, you can toast have that to on 2018. Yeah, my, my toast to uh, Penny champagne? Marshall. Um, oh man. But uh, yeah, so it, it's all perception, right? So mm-hmm. they took a they took a Payless shoe store. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's probably California. It sounds like something that would happen first in California. They took a Payless shoe store. They took all the shoes out of the Payless shoe store, and they 
put it in a new store and they gave it some fancy name mm-hmm. and they made it this high end boutique like store yeah, yeah. and people too. went in and they could sell these $20 Payless shoes for $200, $300. It's all about the image. It's all about the image. All about Speaking the image. of which, another car gimmick thing. There was a there was this dude in Kentucky. He had a car dealership and his whole gimmick on his commercials was that he was going to take a car and like he acted like a crazy man, like Crazy Eddie. Did you ever hear of Crazy Eddie? Mm-hmm. You never heard of Crazy Eddie Hunter, right? There was a there is an electronic store in New York City back in the day, and the guy was Crazy Eddie. And he said his prices were insane, and he acted oh, like oh. a total whack job. Oh. <laughs> well, this car dealer was the same same thing, and he had a baseball bat, and he would smash <laughs> the the windshields oh, and my the fenders gosh. and stuff of That's a car crazy. on TV. <laughs> And I don't exactly know what his hook was as to how that was going to get people to come <laughs> in his store, but it worked so well. People were so enamored by this guy's commercials that they would go down, and not only would did his sales go crazy high because of, of this gimmick, and he used it for years, but people would pay a premium to buy the cars that he dented in the commercials. You know the thing is, is now <laughs> that's insane. But it's it's all about just making a memorable piece of advertisement because that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Because when you watch someone, when you're watching TV and a commercial comes on, you know it's boring. Yeah. It's right. oh, you can get McDonald's for five dollars cheaper tomorrow or whatever. But then you all of a sudden you see someone smashing a car with yeah. a baseball bat. You're like, holy wow, right. that's insane. And then you remember the name. Yeah. And I remember. I don't know which company it was, but what they did is they did a, on a couple expressways or you know ha- highly populated roads or whatever on billboards. They made their advertisement so it was upside down, and so people were like, you know, you'd be looking at it like, man, what the heck's going on there? Right. Things mm-hmm. upside down. You're trying to look at it, and yeah. then you you just remember it. Yeah. It's it's all about just sparking the Stands memorable. Out Have you ever driven down Route 95 going to Florida like if you're in the Carolinas and Georgia mm-hmm. for hundreds of miles. I'm for hundreds of from Virginia to Georgia. You'll see a sign every 10-15 miles, big billboard for south of the border. Yeah, we used to we used to like count them oh when we gosh. were driving down. And it was one thing signs. to do. Yeah. Yeah. There are these crazy signs. They have these crazy sayings on them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it doesn't really tell you what it is. It's yeah. just, <laughs> just have some kind of goofy thing on it, and then it would say south of the border. Yeah. And yeah. you'd see this for hundreds of miles until you got – I think it's right at the border of Georgia is this yeah. place called south of the border. And it's really just nothing more than a couple gift shops, yeah. Uh, yeah. a little – uh, restaurant, a little motel. It's you know. That's a th- yeah, that's a thing. But <laughs> but the hype from the from oh, the yeah. signs. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Makes everybody yeah. stop there. You, yeah, we stop there because yeah. like we, you got to. You have to. Yeah, we've been seeing it for the past <laughs> a couple hours. You know. You've got to stop there, and you know, I mean, all there's all these different marketing things that people are trying, and I, honestly, that's really one of the hardest things that we have to contend with uh, with our business is that like where what marketing do we do that sets us apart from others that works and you know because of the type of company we are we really try not we don't we don't really we're not interested in the um the giveaways and Mm -hmm. the and the typical things that you see at places because that's just not us not to diss the places that do that kind of thing they have a you know, they either they know their their market, they know their demographic, mm-hmm. they know what yeah. works and what doesn't. I really like with our advertising, we just kind of do testimonials, just real people right. that are real customers that we don't pay that we just say, hey, I, I've even had our customers that are on our commercials. I say, I'm not even going to write what I want you to say. I want you to write it. Yep. We might help them, you know, tidy it up so that it fits in 30 seconds or whatever. But yeah. it's their words about us and um and i think that that seems to work pretty good again Mm -hmm. we're not a huge company so we don't need to have a call to action to see instant Mm -hmm. uh 
return on it. So it's kind right. of a slow return. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of people that have either seen the commercials or have heard word of mouth about us too. And we get people in all the time. And I mean, I think that's a, a testament to us. You know, it's, oh, you know, so-and-so told me. And we're like, oh, you know, we know that person. They're great customers. Yeah. And I mean, with us too, you know, back to the, you were talking earlier about, you know, you go to a car dealer and you get it passed off from one person to the next and you're there for hours. And it's just a, such a long process where here, you know, if you come in, you're looking for a car, you're you're dealing with one or two people, myself and Mark. By <laughs> the way, you know, part of that is by design. Part of that, part of you going into a dealership and, whether you're tossed between people or you're there to wait for a while while the salesman goes talk to this other guy, it's all part of the. They have a. Yeah. They have I a script. They mm-hmm. they know it. That. They know that they've done a lot of research. They know how to. You know. They actually even want you to get to the point where you kind of feel bad for the guy who's selling you the car yeah. because you're not coming to terms, but you know you don't want him to. Oh, now I've spent all this time with. If you come in here, right, or or somewhere, and you spend ten minutes and you walk out not buying the car, you don't feel mm-hmm. bad. You're like, I oh, I wasted their I wasted ten minutes, minutes yeah. of their time. Big right. deal. If you're there for an hour and a half, yeah, a lot of people start to feel some sort of obligation. Like, geez, I you know, well, I really wasted this guy's time. I yeah. probably should buy the car. <laughs> right, right. And and I think some of that plays into that. It does. Or you're or you're so tired of being there for so long that you're like okay you know you just agree to something where you That's necessarily right. don't I, I'm just frustrated i'll tell you i have like, heard it you know? i don't even have to look it up but i can tell you it's probably the second most thing that people dread to do is go buy a car the first thing that they dread to do is go to the dentist the second thing mm-hmm. they dread to do is go buy a car yeah, because they it's just such a sad thing it is because something that should be so exciting right exciting and you but you have but you have this this anxiety because there's all these things that are gonna hit you and you and you've got to walk in there to to know what is you know bullcrap and what is not yeah i will say this i will give everybody uh, some tips you don't need those tips if you come here by the way mm-hmm. but <laughs> i'll give you some tips and those tips are that you should when you walk into a place, uh, if you have a trade-in, you should have your Kelly Blue Book NADA market research done on your car, and you should know exactly what your car is worth. Now, you have to realize a dealership is not going to pay retail for your car, but most people understand that. But at the very least, they should be talking at a number that's between the trade-in price and the retail price, depending on the condition of your car. Um the next thing is, you know, you may not be able to do the research on the car you want because, quite frankly, you might not know what car you want. If you do, do the research on that as well. If you don't, at least know what you've got going on with your trade-in. In a lot of cases, what some people do, and it's not wrong to do, is you don't necessarily have to talk about your trade-in right away. Mm-hmm. Because the car you buy and the price you pay for that car really should not the, uh, you having a trade-in or not should not reflect what the price of that car winds up being. Um, although, unfortunately, it does. So sometimes, you know, not letting it, you know, all out as you're negotiating. I mean, that's one of the things that you can do is go, let's talk about the car first. And then you can talk about, talk about uh, you have a trade-in and this is what you're looking to get out of it. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that that's an important thing to do. Also... Financing. Financing is such a huge part of a car deal. And most people finance. And you need to know what are the interest rates. Mm-hmm. You you need to know what are the best interest rates out there. The way to find that out is you gotta call credit unions, local banks, usually smaller banks and credit unions usually typically have lower rates, but sometimes some of the big banks have really good deals too. Mm-hmm. Find out what the going rate is and find out what your credit score is. Coming in with that information is so huge because I cannot tell you how many people I have talked to that have went to places and they've walked out with a a, a car loan at 15% interest yeah. when they should have been paying half of that. Um, but because some salesperson told them, well, their credit's not that great or the bank that we're working with will only do this, you've got to be able to say, well, wait a minute. 
I know my score is this, and I know these banks will do this financing. By the way, almost every place you buy a car will allow you to get your own financing. You do not have to use their financing. But a lot of dealerships are making money off of the financing, mm -hmm. too. So you just don't want to be that person that thinks you got a great deal on the car, but you're paying 3% more than you should on the financing, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're paying way more for the car because, you know— 3% on a $25,000 car, it's a lot of money. It does. It adds yeah. up, yeah. It's a mm -hmm. lot of extra money in your car payment. Another gimmick, by the way, is car. And there's still some car dealers that actually do this, and it surprises the heck out of me. They actually will quote, like in advertisements, you can buy this car. They don't say you can buy this car for $300 a month. That sounds too expensive. But they'll sell it to you for $80 a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and people right. not you can have this car for eighty dollars a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Simple division there. <laughs> yeah. You you can have this you can have this car for the price of eighty cups of coffee <laughs> a week yeah, a, a week. So sounds pretty really much cheap. to sum that up. I is, drink eighty cups of coffee a week. Yeah. That's no problem. <laughs> to, to sum that up is knowledge is power. Now it now just one hundred percent. It's and you just so gotta much know what's going on. So much so in the car business because it is not. It's different in real estate. Real estate, you have everything's a lot more transparent online. You can see, you know, now you can go to companies like Zillow and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You can see what a house that you're looking at buying, what it sold for last time. Yep. Right. Or what you know? comparables in the yeah, area Yeah, so you are. can get all that information, yeah. and and realtors even want you to have that information because it usually reinforces what they're looking for on mm -hmm. it. But um, but in the car business, it, it, that information has also always been there, but people just don't use it. Yeah. Um, so that's right. Knowledge is power, and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. You just have to do all your research ahead of time that's and right. come in here. That knowing is half the battle thing was a throwback to the G.I. Joe cartoon <laughs> that I used to watch yeah. when I was <laughs> in the late 70s. <laughs> so... Um, Anyway, what else? Uh, what else we got cooking? I have another thing that actually was. I mean, I guess it's not official. Well, yeah, it is official. Um, Apple became the first public company to be valued at over one trillion dollars on the stock market. Wow! The very first company, as of December. I mean, it came out December sixteenth or whatever. So. Yeah. I'm it, I'm assuming it's official. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would think it's, so, but it is the first one number. that has ever hit yeah. one trillion dollars, which well, is insane. I'll tell you what. I mean, there's things about Apple that that bother me. Um, you know, some of the pri proprietary uh, cable, you know, fitting and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to, I need a different power cable for my MacBook as I do for my iPad. Yeah. That that those kinds of things are frustrating. I wish they would go to more universal. Yeah. But but as far as everything else, I mean I have had so much luck with, with my Macs, with my with all of my Apple. Apple products, has so. such a a well oiled machine at this point. That's where exactly it's right. almost yep. like they're unstoppable because yep. now I mean, yeah, there's some people who are on Galaxy and some people who like the Google stuff, but I'd say that the majority of people are Apple, mm -hmm. and the and it's they just have so they have these people who are on Apple who won't change. Well, I mean, from a from a but, phone standpoint, you've got Samsung and Apple are pretty much are, the only yeah, two right, real yeah, ones. Right. To... But now those companies can charge what they want. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not a monopoly, but it almost is because they're right. Apple, I mean the iPhones and Galaxies, they just they just take over. I mean, there's some people. Is who Apple argue trying to build that, a car? I don't know. About I would say that. probably in the next Man, why do I year think or I, so. Why do I think I heard something about that? Or they're probably in in some it. kind of Amazon works with it. Amazon, Amazon's yeah, been working has on an one. autonomous yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's something else that happened in 2018 that not a lot of people know about. Is that Uber was actually they're one of the like pioneers mm -hmm. of the self-driving cars because they actually go out there and they test them. Oh, yeah. And they did in I think it was three different cities. I should know this because I wrote a paper on it. But um, <laughs> but I think it was three different cities, and one of them was in Arizona. I can't tell you the exact 
you know name of the place but they had they pulled out they had self-driving i believe they partnered up with volvo and they had self fully self-driving cars they did have drivers in them but they were fully Mm self-driving and um one of the drivers was watching hulu on his phone while the car was driving by itself and it hit and i think it was an older lady and killed her oh my gosh and that was in Arizona. And so then Uber, they pulled all the we'll cars. We'll just say allegedly. Just yeah. so <laughs> allegedly. No, I'm pretty, that, that's. I don't know if it, no, it that go that, through I court and all that other yeah. stuff. I'm not, oh yeah, well. Allegedly. I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but that, yeah, she was crossing the street and the Uber was driving and well, wasn't Well, this is attention. why I think that uh, the autonomous cars are still. I mean, they're going to have some autonomous features, self-parking, that kind of thing. Right. But I think true autonomous cars, it's, it's still going to be a while. Yeah. There are so many kinks that you've got to work out before you yeah, can just uh, unleash that it's, to the to the public. And then, honestly, and then if it does go, I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. I I'm actually I enjoy driving. I, I do like too. to get in my car and drive. You take that away from me. Um, I mean, that's the one that's like one thing that you have to do yeah. that I like to do. Right. And I'm a backseat <laughs> driver, so I, I don't know how I'm going to react when I'm not driving. Yeah, and right. You know, well, and the thing is now is that if let's say you do have a self-driving car, your thought is, I mean, I'm sure they probably say you should still pay attention. But if it's driving and doing everything for you, I mean, how can you put your full attention on it? Mm-hmm. Well, not only that. So think about this. So let's say there's an override where you can just you can fully control the car. Right. So now you're driving your car fully just you Mm -hmm. amongst a bunch of autonomous cars that are driving. Yeah. Having a manually driven car versus an autonomous car there there's, I don't know how they could predict what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Right. Well, (laughs) and the thing is, is they actually, the first autonomous car was actually fully, self-driving was Mercedes Mercedes two of them and they were tested throughout Germany they were fully working and capable of driving by themselves and it happened in like the 80s or the 70s by the way it stands to reason you know Mercedes is the company that built the very first car Mm -hmm. yeah well that happened in like the 70s or the 80s but it goes it stands to your point that Everyone was, I mean, all no one wanted to touch that because it's such a scary thing. Right. Back then, Because, yeah. I mean, there's so much liability to it. There's so much that could go wrong that right. no one wanted to go for it. That's why Uber was so, everyone was so like, wow, Uber, wow, you're really yep. going for it? I mean, it sucks that they failed, but they did. They put themselves out there, and but, you know, well, it's, it's a really gonna hard be, thing. To, I'd say the next 10 years are going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. They did get those people up into orbit on that uh, Virgin Atlantic. Was it? Was it the, the oh, guy did who they? owns Virgin yeah. Airlines? He yep. built that spaceship, and they they took the first couple people up to the just to the uh, edge of the atmosphere, and then back oh, down. Really? Oh. And people are paying like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to crazy. get a seat on the thing. Wow. <laughs> that is nuts. And like I think Justin Bieber is like next in line or something. <laughs> oh, is he really? Seriously. We can, we can send him into orbit. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think anybody will, will miss him that Aaron, do you have any, uh, I don't know, did we plan to do any news today? Um, I, I have a couple articles. So one, you know, this has been the, the topic of this Christmas season has been the Christmas music, right? So this Kentucky radio station uh, played Baby It's Cold Outside for a two-hour marathon. The Christmas classic made headlines this Christmas season when an Ohio radio station removed the song from its lineup after a listener expressed concerns on the lyrics. Uh, According to the New York Post, listeners in Kentucky were able to listen to the song for two hours in which they played five different versions of the song. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, good good for them. You know, it's like everybody is complaining about it. any song for two hours is a little much. I know. (laughs) I'm offended that that they played the song for two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Any song for two hours. Well, hey, so it's, it wasn't just that song that everybody yeah. was ruffling about this uh, Christmas, right? So Santa Baby mm-hmm. was the other one. It's every other Baby song. Baby, it's cold outside, yeah. and uh, yeah, and they were talking ones. about Rudolph being bullied, and yeah, and, yeah. and wow. that they should get that off the air. And... Yeah, the thing is, is is there was no when those songs were made, there was no intent 
to make it raunchy well, I mean, or I think that there like was that. a there was a meme I saw that said uh, what what next they're gonna re- they're gonna remove Frosty because he walks around talking <laughs> to kids naked with a pipe. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. See, there, there's no intent crazy. with those things. No, yeah. I mean, come on, it's, it's, it's like hard. It, you know, it's crazy. But. It, we're, it's, there, there are comedians out there now, big comedians that are refusing to do shows at certain colleges and stuff because they are they're they're so afraid that everybody's gonna, just so sensitive. Yeah. yeah and right. uh, and like there's even comedians that don't let people bring their cell phones into right. the theater because they because don't want. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of the things they say, if you take a video out of it and then you use a little snipping yep. tool and out, out of context, context, it's like, yeah. wow, that's not cool. Oh, yeah. Why would you ever say that? I'll tell you what, a, a quick lesson for you, Hunter. If you ever are asked to do an interview on the news, think twice because, and they don't do it necessarily on purpose. I mean, local news isn't out to get anybody, but but sometimes they have they have a time, like, you know, they only have 10 seconds to hear what you have to say. Right. So you'll talk for you know, two minutes and they'll take 10 seconds of what you said. Yeah. And it may come out completely different than you intended it to. (laughs) And I've learned that the hard way. Sure. Um, I was interviewed once when I was younger and I was like, that's not what I said. (laughs) That's not how I said that. That's not what I said. And it came out all wrong. And I actually (laughs) got a little heat for that. It wasn't anything big, but, um, but lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually think about that a lot. And even when we started talking about doing this podcast going, you know, you've got to be so careful about everything you say, because, you know, we're certainly not we're this podcast is not politically motivated. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our beliefs, but those are our beliefs. I don't feel like I need to necessarily share them with no. with the people out there, especially in this forum. This is not what this is for. Right. Um, but, you know, you just have to be careful because you don't want to touch on a nerve on something that somebody's going to be upset about and sometimes people have very legitimate reasons to be upset about things and other times they just don't but they are anyway mm-hmm. um so you just have to be careful with with what you're saying what else um so when we were talking about the avengers cars um so the all-new all-electric audi e-tron gt concept car will feature an Avengers Endgame that will be out awesome. in April 2019. Oh, man. There is a great. video online of um, uh, Tony Stark. Who, who plays, who's Tony Stark? What's his name in real life? Uh, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Robert you. Downey Jr. <laughs> I was thinking it's Tony a, Stark it's a, there's like a little <laughs> There's a little vignette on YouTube of Robert Downey Jr. in the R8 from the previous Iron Man movie, uh-huh. and he's driving to go meet the designer of the R8 e-tron. Yeah. And oh. the two spend the day together. Huh. And they unveil the e-tron R8. And yeah. that That's is so, so cool. cool. I got to tell you, when it comes to marketing, the Volkswagen Audi company have done always. They've yeah. always been at the yeah. top of their game yep. when it comes to marketing. Audi has had the most clever taglines, marketing. Volkswagen, same thing, uh, you know, just yeah, great stuff. That, mm-hmm. that e-tron is gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna car. be really. I don't. Cool. I don't know how many pictures I've sent Dad. I yeah. don't know how many it, pictures it, I've sent you, just like with the drooling emoji sweet. over yeah, those cars. Sweet, yeah. Oh, they're so awesome. So the the production Audi says the e-tron GT will reach production within a couple of years. So it'll be a couple of years till it comes out. Yeah. But, but that's I'm gonna excited. be a high end car. Is, though. Yeah. So what's gonna be more exciting on a real level is these these all electric like you know tesla's got the model three now so yeah. now you've got a vehicle that is a little more obtainable mm-hmm. right by a lot a much bigger market right um but other companies are are also gonna be there and once oh, once yeah. other companies get there they're gonna really go fast mm-hmm. because right other companies like chevy and 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 volkswagen and toyota they're i mean they, they have the infrastructure to pump these things out yeah. once they once they get it right, they're going to pump them out, oh, and yeah. you won't have to be on a waiting list to get something. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, uh, it, I know it was Audi. I'm not sure if it was the e-tron. It might be a, a different version of it, but there was a there was a concept for you know years years out. But it's a it's a single single driver. So there's one seat, and it's in the oh. middle of the car. It looks really awesome. 
I mean, it looks really cool. It is. Cool. It's one seat in the middle, but it's also like that's that's the type of car you get when you have like fifteen other cars. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like you you don't. And you want to be left alone, right? Yeah. You're like I'm going for a drive by myself. By myself, <laughs> no one else can drive with me. Well, I think we got to wrap it up, guys. Um, it's about that time for me to get my eggnog on for, for <laughs> you mean your milk and, and, milk and, and Pepsi. Coke and milk <laughs> eggnog uh, for uh, for New Year's Eve. Um, you know, I just take a minute real quick to not only thank our customers uh, that um, do their service work or have bought their cars from us here at Universal Imports. I can't tell you how appreciative we are um, that you come to us. We know that you have a lot of choices when it comes to you know, buying and servicing your car. And we're so happy that you choose us. And we're so happy that we know most of you, uh, quite intimately. Um, and, uh, we're also super happy for all the people that are out there listening to the grease and glamour podcast, because this is also somewhat of a marketing thing. This is something we wanted to try to, to say, Hey, listen, you know, we like to talk about cars and we like to just have conversations. And we thought, Maybe some people will want to listen to it. Uh, Maybe there's some cool little facts you get out of it, or it just uh, makes the drive home a little bit shorter or whatever. Um, Podcasting has become a big thing, and I thought, eh, let's give it a a try. And in the two and a half so months that we've been doing it, Mm -hmm. we have now um, 500 downloads, over 1,000 listeners, and every week we watch that number grow a little bit more. So... um, Please uh, don't hesitate to email me, Mark, at UniversalImports.com. Or me, Aaron, at Ekane, K-A-I-N, at UniversalImports.com. Yeah, if you have uh, any suggestions for future podcasts or any recommendations for what we've been doing, you know, to to try something different, uh, let us know if we're doing something right, if we're doing it wrong. This way we can tweak things and, and make sure that we are always presenting to you the absolute best podcast that we possibly can. Um, anyway, visit us at universalimports.com. Visit Universal Imports at 834 Linden Avenue. If you have any car questions, we would love to sell you your next car, service your car, whatever. Um, we're hoping that you have an absolutely wonderful 2019. We hope that we have an absolutely wonderful <laughs> 2019. Um, please drive safe tonight, um, as you should all the time. And... Uh, I don't know what else you guys got. Anything just, else before we looking, close it? We're looking forward to, you know, 2019, seeing what that brings. All right. On the count of three, we'll wish everybody Happy New Year. All right. One, two, three. Happy, happy New, New Year! Year! From Grease and Glamour Podcast. <laughs>